perfect. All right, so welcome to another episode of Below the Surface with MJ. On this podcast, we dig deep into important topics and go below the surface. Today's episode is titled Religion versus Relationship, the Millennial and Gen Zers Dilemma. And today I have joining me Pastor Alexander Gibson, the executive pastor at Lundy Chapel Baptist Church, located here in Macon, Georgia. I'm super excited to have him on the show today because I feel like this is a topic that we really must talk about and think through if we desire to keep things going within our churches after the generations before us are not in place. Um, I also think Pastor Gibson is the perfect person to talk this through because he, like myself, is a millennial and he is in ministry. Mm -hmm. So I know we will offer some interesting perspectives regarding our need to focus on the relationship with God and not having the traditions of religion plague us from not being able to engage people into the kingdom of God. So thank you, Pastor Gibson, for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank I'm so, you. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. I am so excited. So are you ready to go below the surface? I'm ready. I'm awesome. Ready. Let's dig. All right. So I'm going to start off with this question. Okay. You're a millennial mm-hmm. and you're in ministry. Yep. And you're not just in ministry, but you're the executive pastor of a church yeah. at the age of 30. Yeah. Um, so how did you get here? Because I know you mentioned when we talked offline mm-hmm. that you're the first in your family, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. So talk to me through that. Like, how did that happen? Well, I I grew up. I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time where my family was not in church. Right. Um, but for some reason even though we had a period of not being in church, God was still a part of our lives. Right. Um, There was a moment uh, where my mom, she gave her life to Christ, rededicated her life to Christ. Mm -hmm. um, And in turn, my my siblings and I, we kind of fell in line. That's awesome. Um, It was always said that I would, that I was different, that Mm -hmm. I was the old soul. Um, (laughs) And, um, I'll never forget, you know, uh, the Lord clearly spoke to me and told me that you are supposed to be working for me. And, and I ran from it, right. denied it, right. tried other things, and it everything else just didn't work. Right. Um, and so at the tender age of eight years old, I said yes to the call. Wow. Um, and I did what I felt was necessary at the time. Right. Um, I followed leadership, did what needed to be done, um, and through between then and now, so much in between, but right. between then and now, um, God has really, really opened my eyes to what he can do with someone as young as I was and as young as I am. Isn't that amazing? It is. That's it so is. amazing. And I it think is. there's a lot to be said about what you just said in the sense that all of our stories look different. They you do. know what I'm saying? And they how do. we how we get to that place is different, right? right? And I think this conversation is centered around us Allowing our listeners to understand that, you know, although you might be a part of a younger generation Mm -hmm. of millennials or Gen Zers, Mm -hmm. um, relationship with God is so much more important. And I think a lot of times we get bogged down with the religion of it, the tradition of it. And so that's what I really want us to focus on and get at tonight. So that's awesome. So thank you for sharing that. So I wanted to start with that question because there is value to me in having a multi-generational church, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And you at a at the tender age of eight, right? Like yeah. you knew you were different, but there's value in that. And unfortunately, I feel like we're missing a gap of a generation in our churches across America yeah. and more so post-pandemic, mm-hmm. right? So research from a 2018 study titled 
Gen Z, the culture, beliefs, and motivations shaping the next generation, showed that young adults are less likely than older ones to see church as important. Mm -hmm. 59% report that church is irrelevant to them personally. 49% believe that they can find God elsewhere. And 28% believe they can teach themselves what they need to know. And I think, again, there's a lot to say about this idea that people feel as if they can find God elsewhere mm -hmm. besides the church. And I think it goes back to, again, the concept of religion versus Absolutely. relationship. Absolutely. Our generation and Gen Zers are really seeking to focus on their relationship and not so much the routine of our traditions regarding our religion. Yeah. So with the pandemic and where we are with church now, mm -hmm. how do you think we can better engage these generations? I think that we need to, several things. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that we need to do is go back to the basics. Right. Um, and, and that looks like a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But uh, when I say go back to the basics, the, the generation that we are in, especially, and I'll speak especially to the millennial generation, we are information driven. Right. Um, and we are a special generation, I'll say, because we grew up with phone books, VCRs, yes. yes. DVDs, and now we are thriving in an era where none yes. of that exists anymore. Um, and so I feel like we are the most, uh, we are hard knocks. We are. We are. But I feel like we have so much balance in We, we do. We, we yeah. do. And as it relates to uh, relationship with God, I think what has happened is I think the church has um, put so much energy in trying to be relevant mm. that we have left out some of the basics, Ooh. which is relationship. Yeah. Um, you will see more of your thriving churches uh, capitalize on your small groups right. or doing things outside of the church, um, being a little bit more relational with your families or your, your members or whatever being more active in the community, yes. things that people can tangibly see yes. um, versus the traditional aspect that, we, that we've seen. Um, you know, you show up dressed up, smell good, <laughs> sing, right, preach, right. take up money, yeah. cry, go home, <laughs> you know. Um, and say the choir show. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, and that's I, and that's all that you leave with. Right. And so I believe our generation is requiring more because. Yeah. We can get that on social media. Right. You can get that on Twitter, on Facebook, YouTube. Right. And so when I come into the building, and we're speaking uh, as far as the pandemic, we couldn't couldn't be in the building. Right. And so we had to subject ourselves to And uh, we the needed virtual. that generation, yeah. right, to yeah. kind of help guide us Absolutely. during that time. So, so now it's like, now that the doors are open, how has the church adjusted? Yeah. And I know we think that, that our churches, that all of our churches are perfect, but they're not. No. And so there has to be some form of flexibility yeah. uh, to where we don't lose our purpose. We don't lose the message, yep. but we got to change the methods. Yeah, most we, definitely. We, we got to do something different. You know, you got to, I'll, I'll use the example. Um, I am 30 years old. My pastor, he would kill me if I t said his age, but... <laughs> He's definitely not thirty. Right. He, um, he, I, I, I want to say he's, he's, he may be a baby boomer. Uh -huh. He may be a baby boomer. Yeah. Um, and so, 
his style of preaching is, you know, is strictly that, you know, three points yeah, and a hoop, school, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. um, and there are times where we have conversations and the conversation is, you know, um, we have to adjust as preachers, mm -hmm. as pastors. We have to adjust because the pew, the people in the congregation are much more educated now than mm -hmm. they've ever been. Right. And so to get up and just say God is good. People yeah. need more than that. Exactly. Show me how he's good. good you know, right. give me examples of how he's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you've said so many good <laughs> things. Oh my God. Yeah, you said so many good things. Um, and I think it goes back to that that cliche, yeah. right? Serve and then it's not even cliche, serving this present age. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We really absolutely. have to be able to, like you said, be flexible in that. Right. And really be inclusive, right? We, you know, create yes. an inclusive environment. That's right. So if we get back to the value of a multi-generational church, I would say that we have about four generations mm -hmm. in, in in our churches, yeah, right? So absolutely. we have our older generations and I don't even consider them old anymore right. now that right. I got some age on me. <laughs> <laughs> but we have our parents' generation, That's right. the baby boomers, mm -hmm. and they're also known as baby busters. Yeah. So the baby busters are often defined as people born from 1946 to 1964. Okay. Yeah. Baby boomers um, is the generation between 1965 and 1984. Mm -hmm. And then the builders, which is our grandparents mm -hmm. now. Um, so our parents and our grandparents are the glue. That's right. Or they've been the glue yeah. that have hold, held the church together yeah. statistically. Yeah. And then our age group is slowly leaving or don't necessarily see the value of being in church, uh, which really saddens me. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, not that they don't believe in right. God. They just right. aren't there. And I think, you know, they just, they, they don't necessarily think that being in the fellowship mm -hmm. is something there, that they you know what I'm saying there, there's there's something something to be said yeah. about imagery versus integrity mm. and I think that the generations to come are so much fo more focused on the heart of the situation more so than how it looks right um you know in the African-American culture context we grew up in a situation where um what goes on this house stays yes, in this house yes and that carried on to the church yes no yeah and so that lack of transparency Woo. has caused so many of us even those of us who are in leadership yeah to leave the fold but not the faith yeah i mean you look throughout jesus ministry i mean transparency is all up and through the scriptures yes. you know and so i think like i said going back to that really studying and really understanding what Christ's vision was for us, yeah. I think that will help us understand that putting the mask on doesn't help. And, and to be honest, and we, see, I knew this conversation yeah. was going to get so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, going to the concept of transparency, I really feel yeah. like that's why our millennials and our Gen Zers are not as engaged because we aren't transparent, right? We want to come off as perfect people. And I think that from the outside looking in, if I was unchurched, mm -hmm. I would think that, right? Yeah, you hear absolutely. it all the time. Well, y'all think y'all y'all got it all together. Y'all yeah. holy rollers. Yeah. You stealing money. I mean, you hear all kinds all, of stigmas, yep, right? Yep. But it's because we, we sometimes we paint these pictures that we just have it all together. Mm -hmm. That's right. And it's so important to preach transparency. It is. Right? It it's is. so important to say, well, this is what you know this is my testimony and mm -hmm. this is how i overcame this Absolutely. is how god has been a healer this is how god has yes. been a redeemer you get what i'm saying yes. that stuff is so important it, it is and 
And and I know my my traditionalists are when they hear this they're gonna <laughs> wanna knock me out, but right. you can find God in other spaces outside of the church. You can. I, I want and you I, should. I want that to be known that you <laughs> can and you will and you will. Yeah. The church has was designed as the institution of training, education, fellowship, mm. for us to come together, to learn together, to uh, to commune with one another, to create community so that we would all strengthen each other yeah. in the faith. Right. But I'm finding that people are finding community in other places. Mm -hmm. And again, if the church don't adjust, again, we don't have to... We, I'm not saying stop preaching Jesus because that's that's what we right. do. We, yeah. we preach it. That's who we are. Right. But I personally have had better experiences sitting at a bar. Yeah. Than sitting in a in a in Absolutely. a pew. Absolutely. You know because these people know that they are not perfect. Right. These people know that they have flaws and these people know uh, that they have issues, but they also know that there is someone who is greater that lives inside of them. Right, exactly. And so we have to find a way to translate translate that back to people that are in the church. I asked somebody, I knew it was coming, and so yeah. I asked, asked someone, um, you know, well, why you why you don't come to church? Right. You know, she said, well, it just seems so pretentious. Mm. You know, you come in, and it's like, I don't feel comfortable because I feel like I'm, I'm, a, I'm almost Outside, an alien, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and no one should feel like that. No one. No one should. And you feel know, like and we that. we've all felt that, right? Yeah. We've all been yeah. in. A, we've all walked into a room and like, well, no, nobody ain't nobody smiled at. Right. Me. Listen, this I don't even want to finish this, guys. <laughs> so you're tuned in. This is part one yeah. of religion versus relationship, the millennial and Gen Z dilemma. Stay tuned for part two.